Do you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema. Welcome to the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us today. We have Jimmy Cotter on the podcast today. Uh, so this is actually a weird dynamic because th- so this episode is going to air first, but this is actually the second episode that Jimmy and I have recorded together. Uh, sure. d- down the road, we're going to be doing Coach Carter with uh, Coach Cotter. And that's uh, one of the funniest episodes I think we've done so far. So be, be sure to keep your eyes on the horizon for that. But anyway, Jimmy, thank you very much for joining us today. How's it going? Once again, Sol, thank you for having me. It is going very good. Uh, any day I can sit back and, and, and talk about one of the, the all-time greats, I'm happy to do so. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're excited, man. And so, all right, let's just rip the Band-Aid off now. So you are... So, okay, so Jimmy and I went to college together. We lived together for a year, and it was during that year that I showed him uh, the Big Lebowski for the first time. And Jimmy, uh, at the time, he had this long hair and this beard, and he was always wearing, uh, you know, these you know fun jackets and shirts and stuff like that. And the guy literally looked like a 21-year-old version of the dude. Uh, so. And, and Jimmy, I know you really took the movie to heart. And what permanent measures did you take to ensure that you would love this movie forever? Well, so I did. I did absolutely take it to heart. I, I would say I took maybe a few permanent measures, uh, some that can't be seen, but there is one glaringly obvious permanent measure I took. I have a uh, tattoo of the dude himself on my upper right thigh. He's actually upside down. Um, so every time I poop, the dude poops with me, looks me right in the eye. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to be able to talk about this movie today with you, the guy who showed me uh, the, the movie that had such a profound impact um, really on my college years. But it's something that's, that's carried with me. So uh, I, I'm glad that you showed me the movie. I'm glad to talk about the movie with you today here some, what? Six years later? Who knows, man? They all blend together. There is no, there is no time anymore. <laughs> time, do, time doesn't, especially now. Like, right. Time is, time, time is just a construct. Uh, but okay, so what do you remember about like what, what about this movie made you love it so much the first time you saw it? I think okay, so like the main thing that stood out was, um, you know, I just I love how much just like shit the dude steps in or falls in or is pushed in and he's still just like after every time he steps in some shit then something good happens and he's always kind of this perpetual sense of of, of optimism almost in 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 a in a very neutral state that the dude finds himself in and i don't know i just i i i liked how he kept rolling with the punches and 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 certainly loved the the idea of of the dude abides that's so I'm I'm glad uh, glad you touched on that. So I think that the dude is okay. So when it comes to this movie specifically, I like the character of the dude more than the movie itself. I think the the dude is one of the best like movie characters of all time, um, and that's and, and like I know there's people who like don't like this movie and like don't really get the sense of humor and stuff like that, but almost everyone agrees that like the dude is awesome. <laughs> Um, and I, th- I think the coolest part about the character is that he he kind of almost transcends the movie in a way. You know, he's he's bigger than the film, and and the dude the dude kind of lives in different places, in different pockets, at different times, in, in real life. I I think that the dude is is certainly a mentality, um, and and I just 
I love how the dude can continue to live on in real life. The dude is a mentality, and it's also a uh, recognized religion. Um, have you yeah. heard? Have you heard of dudeism? I, you know, I I have. As a matter of fact, I've got here uh, one of my favorite books, "The Dude and the Zen Master." It's uh, it's it's by Jeff Bridges and a dude named Bernie Glassman, uh, who is his is is Jeff Bridges, um, of course, the <laughs> the real life person who plays the dude. So Bernie Glassman is his Zen master, and uh, and they talk about um, Jeff Bridges' experience within. Um, Zen Buddhism, but they also talk about Dudism as well in it. So I'm, I'm glad you asked. I've got it right here on my lap. <laughs> Wait, uh, sorry. Right, so what was that book called again? The book is The Dude and the Zen Master. And for anyone uh, listening right now, whether you're into this kind of thing or not, you've got the time. Uh, I would highly <laughs> suggest buying it. It's it's a quick read. It's a fun read. And and if nothing else, like it's 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 a calming read. It's it's nice. Nice, nice. That's. Like one of the things that I love about Jeff Bridges is that this well, first of all, this movie was like almost it was literally made for him. Like it's this is the perfect casting. It's it's one of the best like cast roles ever. It's like who else could play the dude besides Jeff Bridges? That's just kind of like who he is. And if you've ever seen him out of character, it's like that. That's literally just who he is and what he does. But no, that's that's cool. I'm glad that you actually have a book. <laughs> <laughs> about it you're the first I think you're the first guest we've had to actually bring a prop uh, to, to the show so far so well some could argue I brought two because of the ink that's also on the skin of my right thigh that's true that is true quick thing about dudism I just wanted to read a little bit off the Wikipedia page because like as all right so I'll, I'll read this and then I'll, I'll give my take on it um Okay, so the formation, founded in 2005 by Oliver Benjamin, a journalist living in Chiang Mai, Thailand, Dudism's official organizational name is the Church of the Latter-day Dude. An estimated 450,000 Dudist priests have been ordained worldwide as of May 2017, and marriages have been officially legally have been officiated legally by Dudist clergy in some U.S. states. How many movies do like? It just blows my mind that people were willing to go this far <laughs> with their love for a movie. They started a whole religion out of it. I know, like, um, uh, the only other one that I, that comes to mind is, like, uh, Jedi is, like, an actual religion. And I think you can – I'm, I'm sure there's ways to be certified as, like, a Jedi priest or something like that, which is also stupid. But, like, I think that the bummer with this movie is that it's stuff like this that kind of, like, like I feel like a lot of people hate on the culture around the dude, and like they kind of that the a lot of the stuff like in the movie are kind of like driven into the ground, uh, and it kind of takes away from the movie itself a little bit. Like I love the movie, but I'm one of those people that gets annoyed by the people who are obsessed with this movie. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just a bummer because it like on like I every time I watch it like I like I enjoy it like it's it, it's a very funny and you know good movie and i i love i I love the characters i love the dude i love walter (laughs) um it's just a bummer that uh stuff (laughs) people going too far like this kind of take uh takes away from the universal love of the movie it just goes to show i mean you talk about transcending the big picture man it uh it's caused uh a wave of religion and, and that's odd but you know so i 
I have a wedding under my belt, uh, and I am set to officiate my second uh, this summer if, it, if it's able to happen. Wait, are Perhaps you... I should operate under uh, the the domain or uh, the religion of Dudism. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you a Dudist minister or? I'm not. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm ordained by the Universal Life Church, which is uh, considered to be uh, agnostic, I believe. Um, really, uh, I just put my credit card information on a secure site <laughs> and made sure to type my name right, and then I had a license. Okay. Well. Uh, so speaking of that, I mentioned before that uh, I had a little surprise for you, and my surprise is uh, I'm going to sign up to be. Uh, I'm going to ordain myself. Uh, in the Church of Dudism right here. I'm on, I'm on the oh, website. Man. <laughs> I just want to see what this goes. All right, so supposedly this is free. Um, all it said, this is the this is the description listed on the on their website. It's dudism.com, D-U-D-E-I-S-M. Uh, come join the slowest growing religion in the world, Dudism, an ancient philosophy that preaches non-preachiness, practices as little as possible, and above all, uh, I lost my train of thought there. Anyway, if you'd like to find peace on earth and goodwill, man, we'll help you get started right after a little nap. First, you might want to get ordained as a Dudist priest. There are over 450,000 worldwide, and then a big purple button that says, Ordain Me. <laughs> <You're> fucking sold. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, that sounds good. I, I really hope that this takes like five minutes. <laughs> I, I'd say it's even worth it if it's ten. <laughs> All right. Um... Click here to ordain now. I'll do that. All right, they need my full name. Connor Sullivan. Dude, this is gonna be, this is exciting. I'm gonna be able to do weddings and shit. You're the real deal, man. Sorry, I'm getting too distracted by this. I'll, you know, I'll just ordain myself later and I'll <laughs> add something please, later. Please don't apologize. This is a big moment in all of our lives. Uh. From them. How did you hear about dudism? From the movie. <laughs> Address optional. I choose not to. V oh, okay. Vows. Uh, I vow to uphold the principles of dudism to just take it easy to be dude to everyone I meet. Dude is italicized. Uh, and to keep my mind limber. <laughs> I think that's like their terms and conditions. <laughs> Is that is that something that you can that you can get behind? I think I can. Uh, I'm like I'm you you know me. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Um, well, and that's and that's what's so incredible about you, man. Is that you know, and, and I think all of our college friends have addressed this at some point. And, you know, uh, how do I say this slightly? As this airs on the internet, all of us really had some, um, you know, recreational habits that allowed us to maybe do some chilling. And whereas you, you just organically were the hardest chiller that I've ever met, man. You needed no help. And so, you know, perhaps that makes you most dude of all. You know what? Thank you for saying that. That, that's, that really means a lot to me. Oh, my God, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I, got, I, got, my I got my confirmation email nervous. and everything. Full <laughs> nervous. Shit, I will, uh, okay, I will, if you follow us on social media at Quarantinema Pod, I will post a picture of my certificate of ordination. Holy shit, that was easy. That's, <laughs> All that's right. exactly what I said when I was ordained by, by the Universal Life Church. <laughs> shit, okay, uh, well, hey, if uh, if there's any Quarantinema people who are getting married out there, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that was easy. All right. Um, maybe we could maybe we could pitch ourselves as like a dual minister thing. You know, like the, the traditional wedding really only has one minister or or priest, what have you. But maybe we could be the like start the wave of two priests. A tag team, a tag team of marriage, if you will. That sounds kinky. Oh yeah, it didn't sound the way I want. It sounded cooler <laughs> in my head, and then I opened my mouth. But no, that that could work. I mean, there's. Like like one of us could be like the business guy and the other guy's like the fun guy. And or better yet, we could just wear the greatest Halloween costumes that never were of our junior year of college because it was too cold for you to go as Walter and myself to go as the dude. Correct. That was a great costume that never was. You remember it was like it was like twenty nine degrees on Halloween. What the fuck, man? Yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, like we. Okay, so ba- background story here. So G- I had just shown Jimmy the movie, and he was going through that phase where like he was like just obsessed with all things dude. And for Halloween, like I didn't have a costume uh, for one night. I had, or like it was Halloween weekend, so really like you need like four or five different costumes. And so I didn't have a costume for this one party we were gonna go to, and we went to. Ah, uh, what's the? It was like a, we went, we just went to like Salvation Army or something, right? The Goodwill, I think, yeah. Yeah, Goodwill or Salvation Army, and uh, we just bought, like, I, like I bought shitty cargo pants and a vest, and some kind of like a purple like button down, and J- well, Jimmy already had his robe and the hair and everything. <laughs> I'll I'll try and find a picture of you. Uh, actually, would that picture? I have that picture, man. All right, s- send it over to me so we can post it. Um, I will do that. That was probably <laughs> my most inexpensive Halloween costume ever. It was a great. It was a great costume, and. But yeah, like once we like finally got dressed, we realized like it is way too fucking cold. To, to, well, I think we probably just dressed up as guys in coats. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> which is, you know, that's a that's a costume. It's okay. It's you know, it's okay. I've had better. Uh, I've had worse. Sure, sure, and I'm okay with being okay sometimes. It, like if I showed up by myself in a coat, that'd be weird. But if I showed up with other guys wearing coats, then it's a thing. <laughs> then it's guys in coats, and people ask, what are you? And go, oh, we're guys in coats. Guys in coats? What the fuck are you? It's a conversation starter. All right, um, all right. so let's get into the did you knows here. Um, all right, so I got four today. Um, first off, Jeff Bridges, in his second career as a musician, sometimes tours with a backing band called The Abiders, a reference of the repeated line, the dude abides from this movie. First of all, that's just super cool. But Jimmy, if there was any other character or like any other actor slash character that uh, would like tour as a musician and they had to base their backup band off the name of something from their movie, what do you want to see the most? Mm, man, what do I want to see the most? Yeah. Like, like okay. what, like, okay, so, like, Jeff Bridges has the abiders. Okay, okay let's say, like, uh, Denzel Washington, like, is a musician, like, an old blues musician, and his band is called the Titans. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense for sure. It, uh, I would say it would be cool to see, like, maybe, like, the cast of Holes, like, Shia, 
shy as shovels or something. I was like literally that. just gonna say. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm looking at uh, my like my rack of movies right now, and I'm, I looked right at holes, and I was like, oh, uh, D10 or whatever, it was, B10, whatever it was. Uh, Shia LaBeouf and B10. <laughs> That's also that's pretty crazy that that was that would be both of our answers. I don't know. Do you, like, do you have another one in mind? No, that was mine. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Now, now I'm sitting here thinking of like of, of what could be. Uh, I, I'm gonna at some point in the rest of our conversation here, I might shout out something randomly because that's gonna be lodged in like a corner. Go for of it. My... Go for it. I'll keep it going, and you have permission to interrupt me. Perfect. All right. Uh, second, did you know, uh, of all the different personalized bowling shirts Donnie wears throughout the film, none of them actually bear his name. So I never caught that before, which I thought was cool. But that also reminds me of another story about you and that house we lived in junior year. <laughs> so I think the, I know where this is going. Yep. So, okay. So uh, when we were moving in, uh, so there were five of us in the house. Uh, four of you guys moved in the day the lease started. And I was coming back from Massachusetts, so I couldn't get there that day. So I moved in like a day or two after you guys did. And when I moved, uh, when I got there, my parents had driven me there. And uh, this was the first time that my parents were meeting a lot of my friends and stuff like that. So when we get to the house, and, and I, I texted you guys ahead of time, like, hey, could you clean up uh, maybe anything that's not supposed to be there? <laughs> and you guys said, <laughs> yeah, sure, no, sure, no problem. <laughs> uh, so when we walk in the door, uh, the entire house is just fit, like every inch of table space and windowsills and countertops are just filled with beer, empty beer cans. <laughs> and my, like, my mom looked like she wanted to fucking kill me. And, <laughs> and, but you guys, did, but happened, but you guys so. did clean up when I asked you to clean up. <laughs> and uh, and my like five minutes later, you guys show up, and you show up, and you have the like you have the long hair and everything at this time. I think it was up in a man bun, and you were wearing what was it a Jersey Mike's uh, shirt or something? Jersey Giant. Jersey Giant, and what, what was it? It was Mike or something, right? Pete. Pete. That was. <laughs> Hold on. Hold the thought. <laughs> so Jimmy shows up and he's wearing uh, this shirt. It says Pete on it. He has no undershirt and it's unbuttoned, just blown in the wind. And he's got, you know, his hair and everything like that. And it was as bad of a first impression <laughs> as my parents could have gotten. But, uh, but hey, you know, it was, it was, a, sure it was a beautiful time I'm, with beautiful people. I'm pretty sure that I walked up to your dad. And mind you, here's the shirt, by the way. Ah, yes. Oh, you still got it. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing it right now. I'm pretty sure I went up to your dad. Mind you, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty cordial, pretty socially guy when I gotta be. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I went up to your dad and accidentally let a, hey man, I'm Jimmy slip. Yep. (laughs) Oh God. I'm not doing myself any favors. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He said, hey, man, I'm Jimmy. And he goes, who's Pete? Who's Pete? Yeah, he said, you looked me dead in the eye. He said, well, then who's Pete? Uh, I thought, okay, Tim Sullivan, you're all right. <laughs> and and I, I know my dad listened to this, so I hope he remembers that story as well. <laughs> I do, I do, too. All right. Dad, if you're listening, good to, good to see you, man. <laughs> 
All right, moving on. Uh, third fact. In a rare Coen Brothers interview in 2009, Joel Coen flatly stated, that movie has a lot more enduring fascination with other people than it does for us. <laughs> so basically, the Coen Brothers don't even like this movie. <laughs> but here, here it is. Uh, we've moved on. I'm an ordained Dudist minister now. <laughs> I, I like that piece from the Coen Brothers because it's, it's almost like one of those things like, I don't know, maybe it's kind of like a funky song or like a story that somebody writes or, or, or performs that is just nothing but a little bit of funkiness. You know, it doesn't mean anything, but then it leaves the whole crowd like, oh, what do you think that one line meant, man? And the person who made it is just like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's just words. There's a, uh, do you remember that movie? I, I don't know if I showed it to you, but it, it would have been when we were in the dorms. Uh, Rubber, the movie about the killer tire. I don't think so. But then again, so I don't remember everything from college. <laughs> uh, so we watched this movie. It's, it's called Rubber. It's about a killer tire. And the tire just kind of like rolls along like on its own. And it just rolls up to people. And then it starts shaking and vibrating. And then anyone looking at the tire explodes. <laughs> and it does this over and over and over again for like an hour and a half. And like there's one guy that's like trying to chase down the tire. And people are asking, why is it doing this? Why is it doing this? And he just keeps yelling out, there's no reason. <laughs> that's exactly what the Coen Brothers exactly. are. Yeah, that's what awesome. they were going for with this. Uh, all right, last did you know here. Um, I find this one amusing. Uh, in the clean version for television broadcasts, the famous line, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, is changed to... <laughs> This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> it's, fre it's frequently cited as one of the most creative edits made for film to be aired on television. I love uh, when they do this in movies, and I love when like TV networks like know how ridiculous it is. I think uh, my favorite example of something like this, it's in Snakes on a Plane. Uh, when Sam Jackson's like, I want these motherfucking steaks off this motherfucking plane. Uh, the TV version is, I want these Monday through Friday snakes off these Monday through Friday plane. <laughs> uh, this is just one. Of, that's just one of those like little amusing things I find. About I like that. I like that. Well, it looks like our time here is about to come to an end. Uh, but first, uh, we're gonna rate the movie on a scale of one to five hazmats. Five being the best. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you rate this movie for us? I, I got five out of five hazmats, man. No doubt. <laughs> Attaboy. Uh, I actually, I think I just gave gave out my first five the last episode in Beer Fest. Um, okay. Which, it, it, that episode's out now. You can listen to it uh, on our channels. Uh, but I'm going to give this movie... I'm going to give it a three, I think. Uh, three out of five. I, I do... I love the dude. I love a lot about this movie I think it's it's a little long and I kind, it's kind of got like I don't know it's got internet fatigue to me but just because like I mentioned before it's like it's one of those movies that like the people who love it like beat their love for this movie into the ground right. and I don't know like that part kind of annoys me but then I watch the movie I'm just like oh yeah this is a good movie but I don't know and I've also seen it so many times at this point that maybe I got a little fatigue on it as well but I give it a three. I respect your five. Um, so well, three's a little bit higher than I thought you were going to go, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Sully, <laughs> do we have a few seconds? Can I add one more thing? Yes, you may. I'd like to I'd like to give two little tidbits here, each from uh, each from a McKinney 
brother. Shout out to Kobe and Connor McKinney, a couple of our buddies back here in Michigan. Uh, about the movie, one, Saul, have you ever heard the theory that Donnie really doesn't exist? He's simply a, uh, a fragment of Walter's imagination and, and was an old Vietnam buddy who never made it back? I have, actually. Um, you got any thoughts? It adds up. I mean, no one ever... The only per well, no, the dude talks to him, but the only and there is there is maybe two times where the dude directly uh, you know acknowledges Donnie's presence. One of them is is when when he goes to get help after Donnie uh, falls into cardiac arrest. But it just makes a lot of sense, you know. It's really just Walter, uh, kind of the back and forth dialogue, and, and every time that Donnie asks a question, you know, to the dude. He, doesn't really directly respond, so I don't know. I just thought that was a, an interesting little tidbit. Other one that so that one was from Connor, uh, yep. one of the McKinney Bros. The other one from Kobe, McKinney Bro number two. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, the dude uh, goes uh, to the store, Ralph's, mind you. Yes. And he uh, pulls out his checkbook, writes a check for sixty nine cents for a carton of creamer, presumably to make a couple of white Russians at home. But while he watches. Uh, while he watches George Bush Sr. on the TV, he dates his check for September 11th. So kind of a, an odd little oh. a odd little bit there. I went back. I looked at the scene today. It, it says it says SEPT11. Uh, so I didn't know that. Jesus. Ironic little tidbit for you there. Go ahead and watch the opening scene. Um, that's, of course, where the dude gets the inspiration for this aggression will not stand, man. But... <laughs> My favorite part about that scene is that the check is made. So the re- uh, the supermarket's called Ralph's, and the check is made out to Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, no, that, like that's that's the exact kind of humor gutters, that I love about this movie. Strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Strikes and gutters, ups and downs. All right, well, I think we're going to wrap this one up here. Jimmy, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, You'll be back. I'm sure you'll be back for other movies, but I know you'll be back for the Coach Carter episode, which we can check out. Uh, But thanks a lot, man. Glad to have you on the show. So, as always, it's a pleasure. You do a nice job, man. We'll talk to you soon. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Uh, Anyway, everyone out there, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on social media at QuarantinemaPod. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also like and subscribe. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. Listen wherever podcasts are heard. I hope everyone's doing it all right out there. How long is this going on? Like, what, 10 10 weeks now? (laughs) I've I've chalked it up to, like, over a couple months now. But like we said, what's time? All right. Yeah, time is a construct. Anyway, uh, but just remember that... Quarantinema abides.